Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Trapper Jack back with us. Trapper, that bullet story was amazing. Yeah, and lately, I don't know what's going on right now, uh, but there's there have been a number of those kinds of dramatic stories, uh, sometimes involving guns, sometimes prophetic dreams. This this was interesting. Just recently, Nancy, um, she had a prophetic dream. This was, a, I don't know how many years ago this was. And what she saw in the vision, that, excuse me, it wasn't a dream, it was a vision. Uh, what she saw was her father and her brother laying on the side of a road, dead. Oh, gosh. And, and she knew it, they had been there for a while. She knew that it was probably had to do something with them. All They were all going down to Mexico, because that's where he was originally from. He's got a ranch down there. They were going down to see the grandmother. And she and Nancy said, she said, I'm a scaredy cat. I, I freak at this stuff. At the drop of a hat, I won't go anywhere where there, there's going to be danger. But she said, for some reason, I knew I had to go. Even though I'm seeing this, I know I have to go. And then in the process of when they go down there, and, and these guys that were running the dad's ranch were not good guys. They'd already built him for hundreds of thousands that he didn't even realize yet, and um, they were going to make a little more money if he was dead. Mm-hmm. And so through that vision, she knew how to steer things away from that from happening, and actually saved saved the family's life. It's, it's it, but I'm getting more of those kinds of dramatics. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 so used to dealing with just little nice angel stories here and there, and stuff. <laughs> I'm getting this kind of stuff, and it's just it's it's truly remarkable. And I would guess there is no end to the material for your podcast, Touched by Heaven. It, every every week, every week, there's 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 at least one great story involving you know a divine intervention like that an angel story or a, a dream or, or something, you know, it's just, it, they just go on and on. I, and I'm so, and again, I think so many of, of the people who have come to us are be, is because of George Norian coast to coast. So I, I, as, as many have told me, they, you know, a God is kind of the original paranormal. Uh, you know, yep. so, uh, so here we are. Well, know. we're taking calls with you next hour, Trapper. So I'm sure more stories will roll in for you to be sure. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Absolutely love it. We got a call from a truck driver years ago. You talk about miracle stories, and he was talking about how he was driving at night on a very windy road up in the mountains where you know, the, the turns were steep, and he was making a turn, and he, he, and he said, I dozed off, George. I fell asleep. And he said, when something woke me up, when I woke up, I felt like my tractor trailer was going over the ledge, and it was like a 1,000-foot drop. He said, I, I was history. But all of a sudden, a hand reaches onto my steering wheel. It's not mine. And pulls the wheel, because I'm still groggy waking up, pulls the wheel and brings the tractor trailer back onto the road. I wake up, and I'm fine. The problem is there was nobody else in the cab. It was just me. (laughs) Do you know how many times I've heard that kind of story? Oh, they're incredible. Physical, where suddenly steering wheels are taken out of the driver's hand, literally. Uh, uh, what was this one guy? I think it was Julie. She was talking about how she's she's she sees that she's suddenly about to be in the middle of an accident, and somebody veers the car to the left over to the concrete barrier, and then back to the right. She's looking in a rearview mirror. She's seeing everything happening behind her. She's got nothing to do with what's going on, and it just happened. Or you you mentioned the truck driver thing. I'm talking to this one truck driver. His name is Joe, and he's it's it's black ice on a highway. He's always told his wife, "Don't call me. I don't want to be distracted from driving." Right. He's and he's driving, and he loses control of the truck. 
and he goes, he's, he's like, he says, I, something happened over 20 seconds that I can't, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden, I was just gone for 20 seconds. No rhyme, no reason. I suddenly just was gone. And when I come to, the truck is stopped. I see branches on the truck, and I suddenly realize I'm upside down. Oh. He starts crawling. Oh. He starts crawling. He gets unbuckled. He starts crawling out of the cab, and his cell phone rings. He picks it up. It's his wife who says, are you okay? And he goes, I've been in an accident. I'm okay. I'll call you in a few minutes. When they reconnect, she says she just got this huge urge, pray, pray for your husband, pray for Joe, pray for Joe. And she doesn't even know why. And then she gets this, I need to call him. Okay, so he gets out of the cab and he walks away from the truck. The truck looks like, talk about a hand, looks like it's been picked up by hand and is now on its top, wheels up, but completely in alignment. It's a, it's, a, it's a double trailer. It's a double trailer, and it's in perfect alignment with the cab. Everything is upside down, like someone picked it up and put it upside down. He's fine when, when uh, you know, the police and ambulance, all, the, all these people come. They can't believe this guy is walking around after looking at it. But it's in perfect alignment, like a hand picked it up and flipped it over, and just everything was fine. Crazy. Just crazy. crazy times. Did you know an old radio news guy in Cleveland, John Webster? Yeah, absolutely. John absolutely. was didn't my know, didn't know him well. He was at another radio station, but yeah. John gave me my first radio job back in 1971 in in, no De, way. in Detroit. Is that right? Yep, he was our news director there, and he was just he he always had this great prose vocabulary about him when he was doing the news, and I just loved his style. But yeah, he gave me my first shot. Then he went to Cleveland for geez three decades, I think. Yeah, he was uh, just a terrific talent, very noticeable newsman. You, you, you know, and it was funny. I was just talking to my former news guy, Jim McIntyre, and, and we were going down memory lane about you because, you know, for, for years as we were, you know, you're the show that morning shows listen to on the way to doing the morning show. <laughs> you know, so, and, we, and we'd go in, and years ago, of course, it was Art and then, then George, and it was like there was just no other place to go. You've always kept us riveted with all the great guests and everything. So this is, this is kind of surreal for me. Even though it's, you know, it's Christmas morning, it's not necessarily a work morning and people going in to do, to do their work, but just to be a part of this on a Christmas morning, is just yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am about it. Well, my, my producer, Tom Danheiser, was telling me in my ear, during a commercial break, he was saying, I like this guy. I really <laughs> like this guy. Yeah, Tom and I go hours, go back hours. Hours, you know, we're tight now. We're tight. That's know. it. Are you still living in Cleveland? I am. I love it here. I, it's a great place to, to raise family and all that, so I absolutely love it. My, my Mrs. Mrs. Trapper is still running through the house here, you know, making things all ready for, uh, for Christmas morning, you know, and representing all women, all women who are up at this at this hour, whatever this hour is, making Christmas Doing making what they Christmas do. Happen. Yeah, my, my, what they do. This my, is what they do. My great memories of Cleveland when I was a boy was when the Detroit Tigers got Rocky Colavito from you folks. Yeah, they, and people haven't Indians. forgotten that one yet. Here, now, now we're the Guardians. The Guardians? The Guardians. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of angelic. Those are kind of angelic creatures. Yeah. Absolutely. I love these stories, though. They just, there's something behind them that is absolutely real. Don't you know? You feel that, don't you? I do. It's me. It's just God shooting off the flare gun saying, yo, remember me? Yo, over here, you know? 
you know, I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about some of the angel story stuff, and, and since we were talking about that, uh, and we all, you, you have your angel right there with you. You know that, George, right? Tom, That's you right. got your angel over there. We all have an angel, right? They came with us, you know, they came with the program, you know, right, right on my shoulder. There you go. And I, I reflect on, and sometimes they do the most amazing things. Usually, kind of quiet. But uh, a buddy of mine was uh, driving to see his girlfriend, and he was. This was many, many years ago, and he's he's going to meet her at a, I think at a restaurant or something. And from the back seat, he hears, "She's not the one for you." I mean, it freaked him. He just kind of like like someone's in the back seat, and she wasn't the one for him. He married her, and he found out she wasn't the one for me. I mean, within <laughs> six weeks, they were in you know marriage therapy, you know, or. I think about a, a friend of mine by the name of Jane, her experience, and there's so many, you know, we were talking about highway experiences. In her case, she's merging onto a highway. She's, she's gotten a call that her dad is dying, so she's trying to get home to dad and all this. Oh, she's merging onto a highway, and it's kind of a one-lane thing that happens, and she doesn't realize an 18-wheeler is coming up on her really fast. And by the time she sees it in a rearview mirror, she's just grabbing the steer, steering wheel and just bracing for impact. And it's it's it, it's inexplicable. You can't explain it. I've talked to so many people who have had similar experiences. She said suddenly the semi was in front of her. It had no way to get around her, and suddenly it's in front of her. And she's going, what the heck? And she's starting to shake now. How did that happen? She pulls over to the side of the road, and she hears a voice. And the voice says, it's not your time. That's remarkable. We get stories of people who say, they're, they're, Sam was just like that. They're headed for a head-on collision, and all of a sudden, the car goes through them. No smashes, no noise, just almost like it's in a different time warp, and goes through them and comes out, and it's on the other side, and they're fine. I, and since one of your listeners, Mike Daigle, uh, who found me through your podcast, uh, through your radio show, came to me, I'll tell his story because it was so similar to that. It was, I think it was in Northern California where it was kind of a lakes on one side of the road and, you know, the mountains on the other side. And there's this one area where it was basically one lane. And sure enough, it's the middle of the night and there's a drunk, you know, drunk driver coming the other way. And it's like he sees the headlights and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dead meat, says a quick prayer. And he sees exactly what you just said. He sees the driver passing by him within the face, the head going by him within inches. It's like they've, as he describes it, they both have become, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And they're just kind of passing through each other, and then they cross, and then they both go solid. He stops his car, the other guy stops his car, and Mike got out of the car, went over, tapped on the window. And the guy didn't want to roll down the window. And he says, it's okay, we both saw what just happened, it's okay, I'm nothing weird. <laughs> the guy finally rolls down the window... And and Mike says to him, you're drunk, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. He says, I think this was probably your last warning. Go home to your family. Take care of yourself. And, I mean, it was just one of those. Mo- and why why them, George? Why them? That's that's what's so fascinating in these stories is why here but not over there? Or, or are we just given enough of these stories that it's supposed to wake us up to the fact this stuff is real, whether it happens to us or somebody else? It's It's real stuff. But you're right. Not everybody gets the miracle. Not everybody no. gets the, the event. Some people I, just go through life, and they've had bad luck all the time. Sometimes I find some of those who have had really hard times sometimes do have an encounter early on that they kind of hang on to help them through the later times. I contend that everybody is communicated to by God. 
I, I but but it, usually the message is flying by because how does he speak? Well, he doesn't. He's not sitting down. And you're not hearing English most of the time. You're not hearing the "It's not your time." But what we do get, the messages that we're missing, or we blow them off as coincidence. You know, my birth announcement, the day I was born, my mom sends dad to the store. And he goes and he looks, and he got all those cards to choose from. He goes, hey, let's see, which one? Would you? And he comes back, and the card is a baby holding a microphone. <laughs> and, the, and the words above it are new voices on the air. Now, coincidence? This this is God speak to me. This yeah. is burning bush. This is manna. This is from heaven. This this is just God speak. And I think if we start realizing all those occasions that we kind of blow off, I'll give, I'll give you another one. And you you may not believe this one, George. You you see if see if you'll follow me on this. Okay. One, because for years I've been telling people I, there's a book in all of this. I should be writing a book. I should be on with George with a book, you know, because because people like reading the stuff. Not everybody listens to radio shows and podcasts. Some people like books. So I've been talking about writing a book and, and including these stories, and I stop and I start and I start and I stop. And So a couple of weeks back, my wife and I are watching the movie Elf, which we love. You like Elf, George? Uh, it's okay. What? It's okay. What? It's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like the It's the Wonderful Life type shows. I got you. I got you. Well, we like Elf, too. We like Elf, too. So in in the movie, so we're watching the movie this night, and, you know, we're kind of watching, and, and at the end of it, Beth goes, you know, geez, that, man, that seemed like a short movie. Wait, she's checking the time. Why was this movie only, only on for an hour, 10, hour, and 15 minutes? What the heck? And I, I started thinking about it, going, well, wait a minute, with parts missing? There were parts missing. All the parts, if you know the story of Elf, you know that the company that uh, Elf, Will Ferrell's dad runs, is supposed to put together a book. They're supposed to be coming up with a book to replace the piece of junk book that they tried to sell before. And the company owner says, I want a book, I want it first quarter, Mm -hmm. everything about the book was missing as we watched the movie. And I said, that is God speak, because we are still missing a book. This was a gentle nudge in God speak, and I really believe this. You said you wanted to write a book. Write a book. Everything about the book was missing from the middle of the movie. I love Explain that. Explain that one. You can't see, and I don't believe in coincidences. I think there Good. are things happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, we kind of we kind of blow it off. So when people say, "Well, God doesn't do this for me," or "I'm not," you know, the angels don't do that. Just kind of take a closer look at different things analyze your day you know during the course of a day and you're you're going to find something now the ones we do on the podcast they're 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 pretty major stuff uh i'm thinking about a guy by the name of richard okay so richard here's his his angelic moment but it includes other things too he finds out when he's 10 years old that he has a couple of half brothers dad was married before and he he what are their names he gets their names okay and so for the next 20 years, he's kind of half looking for them, kind of wondering where they are. Mm-hmm. He thinks he knows the last name is something like uh, Jaffe or something like that, something like Jaffe. So anyway, he's at work one day, and he, and he's, he drives a truck to deliver stuff, in, and he feels a, two taps on his right shoulder, two taps. And he looks to his right shoulder, there's no one there. He feels two taps, and he looks, and there's nobody there. And then he looks across the room, and everybody is saying this guy's name, and it wasn't like Jaffe. It was like Jaffeson or something. It was close, yeah, but yeah. not quite the same as the name he'd been looking for. And suddenly something clicks. 
He gets the tap. He looks. He hears this guy's name. His first name is the same as, as he had been told once upon a time. He looks like his dad. And he goes, oh, my God. It's him. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.